You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Welcome to Flourish Weekly, you guys. Thanks for being here again this week. I've been hearing so many stories from you on social media. I love hearing from you. Um, I am super pumped and grateful for this week's episode because you're not going to believe who I have with me. Sitting here at my dining room table this week, I have my mom, the legend, the Gigi, (laughs) the Aunt Jen, I mean, not Aunt Jen, the Aunt Jeannie, the Gigi, the legend. Uh, We have her here with us for this week's episode of Flourish Weekly. Mom, thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to be here, babe. So excited. We're excited. We've been talking this week about what what she could share. She has so much wisdom, so many stories, so many different directions we could have gone in for this episode. But she just really had some things on her heart that she wanted to share. And, And also, I had some things I really wanted to hear from her about. So we've just been chatting a little bit, and we're going to share with you some things that are on her heart. But before we do, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we trust you. We thank you so much for this fun opportunity to be in your presence and to share um, encouragement and insight to the listeners. I pray that wherever they are, whoever's listening, Lord, that you would speak directly to their hearts, something that you may be laying on their hearts to do, that they'll be brave enough to step out and to do it. And maybe just to have a new perspective on legacy and on what today can do for their future. I pray for your anointing. I pray for your peace. And I pray for your clarity. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we get started, um, I was praying right before I pushed record. (laughs) And I go, man, we've come a long way from homeschool to recording a podcast together. (laughs) What do you you think about those homeschool days? Oh, my goodness. I think that they were a blessing and a curse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I was homeschooled for 10th and 11th grade, which is hard. I feel like if you're homeschooled your whole life, it's one thing, but I was I liked school and I got pulled out. <laughs> You'll hear why here in a minute. Well, but, you were social B. Yeah. You liked you liked the social part and of I liked it also. Sports and, yeah. and so my 10th and 11th grade year, my poor mom, she homeschooled me and I was a pill. Um, but we got through it. We did. Through many tears. We did. Were there tears? And we still love each other so much. <laughs> <laughs> there were tears. Um, okay, so I don't. I think a lot of my listeners don't know, a lot of my listeners know that I was the daughter of missionaries, or I am the daughter of missionaries, um, and they know, you know that I love Dominican. They see my stories on Instagram and different things. They know I love Dominican Republic, but I don't think they really have ever heard the story. So I'd like for you to tell us, the story of what happened in what was it 1994 95 so let's tell it together okay okay yeah all right so summer of 1994 um the youth pastor of our church invited your dad and i Mm -hmm. to go on a missions trip a short-term mission trip and be counselors for the young people yep and so we went I didn't get to go that year. That's right. I was too little. I think I was you were 11 you were, or 12, mm-hmm. and you had to be 13 or something. I didn't make the cutoff. That's right. Well, that trip was literally awful. Really? In the fact that I got very, very sick. Oh, man. And so uh, we, in, in, but in that trip, we were introduced to a pastor called Pastor Rodimaeus Quesada. Mm-hmm. And he took us to his um little city, or we call it a village at that time, uh, Pimentel, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. And so we had a, um, we had a, a good time of ministry and stuff, and we were introduced to Pastor Rodimaeus when we came home. 
the next year we were invited to go again. And this was the year that you were getting to go. Yep, I'll never forget it. And I said, <laughs> nope, been there, done that. I don't want to go on that trip. Yeah. And they couldn't find another woman to take the part of being a counselor there. So they, so they invited me to go again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, let's be real. The only reason why I went was because I didn't want you to go out of the country without me. <laughs> well, and from my little 13, 14-year-old perspective, it was so exciting. I, I remember, I think, was that my first experience going out of the country? Yeah, your very first. Yeah, it was like seeing the world, hearing the, the music and the culture. You know that first moment that you're driving, you get in a bus and you're driving in, in a foreign country and you're driving from the airport and, you know, you're in my mind, I'm seeing signs in a different language. Yeah. I'm seeing stop yeah. signs in Spanish. I'm seeing McDonald's with Spanish advertising, you know, and yeah. it was, for me, it was just a really exciting adventure. For you, it was something totally different. Yeah, but what happened was God had a different perspective on that. Yeah. And when we... I don't think any of us knew where we were headed at no, that point. No, when we got to Pimentel, we, we came into Santa Domingo and we they picked us up uh, and we had a three-hour drive mm-hmm. to Pimentel. And when we got there, we had to get off the bus and walk down the road to our little uh, area that we were going to stay. And we had to carry our suitcases and because we didn't have a road right, back then. Right. And so... When we got off, and I started walking down this pathway, and I started weeping <laughs> and crying. And it wasn't sadness. Right. It was joy. Yeah. Because I have to admit now, to was you. The, this was when you arrived the first or the, the second, second time? The second time. Okay. Because okay. the first time, said I said to myself, I checked that off my list. Short-term right. mission trip, we're done. One and done. But then the second time was when God began to prepare my heart wow. for what was about to come. Yeah. Okay, so... A little bit about this uh, history of, well, not the history, but the perspective. We, um, those first few years, there was no running water. So we're not just talking about going on a trip and being in a hotel and, you know, having, it was amazing. And the the power of God was there and we had so much fun. I made new friends. We used to say the finger of God yeah. was on Pimentel. Yeah. There, it was it's just like a, as soon as you drove in, you could feel the presence of God and it was an exciting time. But as far as the, the, the living conditions. The living conditions were rough. Yeah. We we lived, we did outhouses. I remember... Went to the river to remember, take baths. I remember yeah. tarantulas on the walls That's right. of the outhouse. Yeah. And we would cover our noses with the... Wipies. Wipies because mm-hmm. we couldn't handle the smell. We bathed in the river with donkeys upstream. Yeah. I mean, it was rough those it, first couple years, yeah. the living conditions. Yeah. So I'm saying that so that people know... Part of the reason why you didn't want to go back was because it was rough. No, it was it was uh, it was a challenge it physically, yeah. mentally, and spiritually. Well, it was a challenge, and it was yeah. not glamorous. It was not glamorous. So it's not like you did you went back because you were, uh, you know, a celebrity or because the they they loved you and they took good care of you. But it was rough. Yes, it was rough. Okay, but then that trip was the defining point in my life as far as tell us what happened we we decided uh pastor Rodimaeus was a man of prayer okay and so we have to remember that this ministry didn't start with just the browns yeah this ministry started back 
10 years previous when Pastor Rodimaeus were doing prayer walks throughout the city and pulling down the strongholds and principalities of darkness and fasting and praying for his community, for the city of Pimentel, because he wanted everyone to know Christ in in the city of Pimentel. And his vision was for the children. Mm. You you get a child Mm -hmm. and you raise him up then you've got a whole generation. Yeah. So so that was his vision. So you got to remember so that started. let me pause on that then. Pastor Rodimaeus had the vision of perspective for what the future held, but I don't think we did yet. No, we did not. So let's talk about perspective. Okay. Uh, <laughs> talk about, so, so you just said Pastor Rodimaeus, he knew that praying and dealing with children was going to shape the, the future. The, the, the whole city, exactly. Yeah, and so... Let's talk about like perspective okay. and okay. So the deal is, fast forward twenty five years, we we just got back a, a several weeks ago from Pimentel celebrating twenty five years of our school and nutrition center there, wow. and this time the celebration was so special and so real to Jay and I because when you get to be our age. And you look back over your life and you think to yourself, is there something that is that that we did that will last and last and last mm. and last from yeah. one generation to and naturally we know that when we when we pour into people spiritual well being and we teach people that they're gonna grow up and they're gonna teach the next generation. So we saw in this twenty five years they had they had children that were kids when we were there in our school yeah. that grew up to become adults, and they gave their testimony yeah. of what this uh, this th- this work did, this yeah. ministry did, yeah. this project did, mm-hmm. and and it started way back yeah. when Pastor Rodimaeus started praying and fasting Man. for for a, a, a school, and then God brought mm-hmm. Jeannie and Jay Brown. Yep. And Jennifer and Adam, yeah. and they came along beside them, and we said yes. And then we had many, many, many people to come beside us and say yes. Hey, the Browns, we're going to help you guys do this. So, so Pastor Rada had this vision of what the future could be. He was faithful and determined to get out and do prayer walks and and do what he what he was called to do, and believe God to send His support and His help. That's right. So then. Here you show up, you and Dad, and y'all... All because of a short-term missions trip. All because you said yes to going. To going. I mean, you said you said yes to going on a trip that changed the course of your life, of my life, and of the lives of all those kids. That's right. Jim. Yeah. That's perfect. And, and, you, and I like to say this, you were available for interruption. That's right. So we we have a course that we set for our lives. We have goals. We have we're determined to do certain things, and that's good. We have a plan, but we're available to be interrupted by God. That's right. the The thing is, we we have to be on the right channel yeah. with God. Wow. We that's have good. to we have to be focused on Him as far as fine tuned to where that our spirit man can hear His voice. Yeah. Because every time He speaks to us, I don't know about anybody else, but if He asks me to do something. There is no and there is no way that I can say no to God. Right. There is no way. Right. And because I know that He always has my best interests at heart, He's always, always mindful of us. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. And He knows what we can do. 
look, that's good. I, I like was that. very, very fearful. He knows what we can get, yeah. what we can do. And and so in the beginning, sometimes after, he knows better than we do what oh, we can do. Oh, he he yeah. does because yeah. he equips us. Yeah. It's not the equipment that we have; it's right. his equipment. And so so when 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 your dad and my husband Jay went back in October. Yeah, I feel of, like we. I kind of got. I did it, not you, but we got ahead of ourselves. So let's go back. You, yeah, you were there. The second time. And that and was then, the preparation time for my heart. And what, There past, was no call then at that particular it time. It was just pre- preparing the soil. Something. I came home telling everybody, we got to do something yeah. to help this pastor in his vision. We got to do something. So at that time, did the pastor already have the vision for a school? Yes. Okay. So, Always. But there was no school. There was no school. Okay. So tell us about that. So, so I want people to know, what, what did you do? So what we did, so I came back saying it to everybody. I couldn't sleep. I, I, I was just so, I, I could not believe that this little village in Pimentel had a pastor there with such a big, humongous, giant vision. Wow. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, and the resources, he had none. He had a pick. Yeah, you know, you tell the story about him going out there and digging a foundation with a pick. I mean, <laughs> and so and so when I came back and started talking about this, you know, it 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 it, it really didn't click with Jay. It just didn't click with JW with 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 right. with your dad. But in saying all of that, um, Pastor Bruce, our youth pastor, decided that he wanted to bring some more people, a, a couple of, a group of people. I think over. God was stirring in his heart too, and nobody really knew what. But knew, everybody knew so, we need to something, do something. We need to do something. So yeah. he put together a group of five people, including your dad. He invited him to go over in October of '96. And put together a team to just see what we could do. Let's figure out what we can do to Did help. Did you go this. back on that one? No. Okay. This was October of '96 during school year. I was. You oh, know. so okay. So uh, yeah. So so uh, there was a group of five adults that went back, and that's when God called your dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, and so when he came back, I mean, I had a husband that had a new heart. Yeah. He had. He he didn't. It, it didn't change his heart. God plucked that heart out of his chest wow. and put a new heart in him. Wow. And he sat in the house for three days. And he when he got back, when he got back, he couldn't he couldn't do anything. He couldn't wow. he couldn't do anything except for try to process what happened to him. Yeah. And that's his story to tell. Yeah. And and so uh, to to say all of that, what happened was we ended up selling our business. Now you got to remember, we were normal American people right. with the church that we were heavily involved in. We owned our own business. God had been so, thank, so gracious and 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 uh, helped us grow this business, and yeah. we were successful in that. Yeah. But then He asked for it all. Wow. He asked for everything, and we gave Him a hundred percent. We gave Him our lives. We gave Him our our heart. We didn't just give Him our checkbook. Man. We gave Him our heart, and so we we um, we sold our business. We uh, we sold our house. We we downgraded. What, what was the intention in Dominican? So why what you did all of that for what? What were you trying to do we, to help Pastor Rada do to to finish the school? God instructed Dad instructed Jay to finish the project, and so we built a school. We built a nutrition center, and saying, we built a house for Pastor Rada Mass, and we started school in August of 1997. Talk to me about the school. Like, what is it? 
the, when you say school and nutrition center, okay, it's this, a Christian, it's a private Christian school for for children. That's or what? What is it? What What we did was we brought in a group of doctors uh, of experts from Dominican Republic to to interview each one of the children, and we wanted to pick the um, we wanted to pick the 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 poorest children. So that these didn't were the have, children in the church. These were the children in the community. Okay, so he already had. Not, he, but he already had a children's ministry, He right? did. He had a children's ministry. And that, he was helping the community in different ways. That's exactly right. So you went right. into the community with doctors to find the first class of children that would be a part of this school. That's correct. Okay. And and the first thing you have to do is you have to feed them. Yeah. And so because they can't learn. Because there's no, there, there's no way they can learn. So we, we had people to come up along beside us that sent protein shakes. Wow. And, and and we were able to 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 bring nutrition to these kids. We fed them breakfast. We fed them lunch. And then after about six weeks, you saw the brightness wow. come in their eyes. Wow. You saw a difference in these children. And then you could be able to teach them and train them wow. and learn them. So we started the school with 150 kids. And we and the first it was the first year, yeah, and and uh, and we went up to the fifth grade. And since then, you've added grades, yes, added we, buildings, yes. And so, when you went back that for this twenty fifth year anniversary, um, you told me a story that you told me that the um, I want you to tell us the story. That did kids give testimonies that had come out of the first class? Tell us about that. Okay, there were there were there were uh, kids that were now adults, twenty four and twenty five. One of them was 21, 22, and they came and they came up on stage and they gave their testimony of this big, tall American guy that they remember as they called him Mr. J. Yeah. And they remember him being up on the steel building because we had big steel beams and he was up there working and building and and constructing this big school. And they were and they talked about him and they talked about the life how, how much their lives changed. We had one that was an attorney that came in and gave us her testimony about wow. what God has done. We had we had a, a, a pastor from Santa Domingo, youth pastor that is in ministry today. Wow. Wow. We have a doctor. We yeah. have we we have uh, chefs that come and live. They they they. Um, I remember that one chef. He, I remember, I remember him when he was little and he was in the school, and now he's a. And people thought he had a learning disability, wow. and the schools would. And now he's like coveted and, chef. Yeah, yeah. That's and amazing. so, and so that was very, very helpful in the fact that God, you know, let me just say this, Jen, and I know that you'll understand this. When you live as long as me and dad has lived, you know, we're both dads. Actually, today's his birthday. I know. He's 64 today. (laughs) So, but, um, uh, and, and God allows you to see the harvest of your seed because there's so many people out there that plant seed everywhere. Yeah. They plant seed. And and sometimes they just have to take it by faith. Oh yeah, that it's because it, they Most know the it's going to it's going to make harvest. You're yeah. going to have harvest. But when you when we went back for this 25 year anniversary, it it so blessed us to know that God honored us, and and we are so humbled about the fact that He let us see the harvest of what we the sacrifice that we did. Because honestly, the fear yeah. that we had to endure and over overcome so you said earlier and i want i want you to come back to this okay you said something earlier about the decisions that you make like what you're talking about about planting these seeds that become a harvest 
you said earlier about decisions of today, the decisions of the present. Mm -hmm. And what were you saying about that and how they shape? Um, Little do we know that when we say yes to God, that, um, that our decisions today determine what the future holds. It, it determines that. Yeah. So all of That's that, be, so good. all of that being said, um, when, when you make a decision for today and you say yes to what God wants you to do, it's not just about the present. The, mm. it, it goes, it, it, it's the future and it which, keeps, which makes it, because a lot of times it's hard to make the right decision today because you can't see 25. No, I, we're not no, going to be able to see. No. We can, it's not like we can look through a, through a glass and see 25 years from now, this decision to say yes is going to bring about lawyers and doctors and chefs out of the poorest, one of the poorest villages in Dominican Republic. No. So it's hard to make no. the right decision today when you can't see it. Yeah, and that's the reason why we have to understand that God always knows what's best. Because He sees it. He has a bird's eye view of yeah. everything. He sees Good. every single, every, he, he sees every single thought. He sees He sees everything. Yeah. And He sees it in a different perspective than us. Yeah. And so our job is really simple. Yeah. We just say yes to Him, yeah. and then He provides everything for us in doing that. And yep. we have to continue to trust Him. I have to read this scripture. Yeah. It says... In, in Psalms twenty seven fourteen, it says, "Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Expect Him. Mm. Be brave and of good courage, and let your heart be stout and enduring." And I cannot tell you how many times I had to go back to that scripture because sometimes you feel like you're taking two steps back, yeah, and you might take one step forward. But then there's those days when you feel like you're leaping forward. Yeah. And those are the days that you realize that the endurance and the stoutness mm-hmm. of your heart yeah. determines those days. Well, and James says, James chapter 1, I think, says, Consider it pure joy when you encounter trials because the testing of your faith works endurance in the New Living and in the Amplified. It says patience, but it also it says when your faith is built your endurance will grow that's good jen and so what you're saying what you're saying is that i'm sure and and i want you to talk to us about this i'm sure that it wasn't all this like right now we look back and it's this incredible story but when you were living it it didn't feel like an incredible story right now if you look i mean there were great days and there were there was fun and there were relationships built rich lifelong friendships and all of these things that were also being poured back into you through this. But in the day-to-day, I'm sure that you were like, it's not easy. This is hard. There were trials. But your endurance was growing that now you have endurance that was built through those years. So what was the hard... What, what did you struggle most with in those days? That Those days that now equal 25 years. What did you struggle most with through well, day-to-day? Well, if anybody knows me, they know I love being a mom. Mm. And... And my children were uh, uh, were a worrisome, was very troubling to me because yeah. it was one thing me and Dad, me and Jay, to to disrupt our whole entire life and change it completely. I mean, we went from we went from a normal American yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I can tell from my perspective. I was a healthy teenager in school, playing sports. I had a youth group I loved. To, to moving over into yeah. a into a uh, we 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 slept on the floor yeah you know we 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 didn't we didn't 
to, to homeschooling, pulling you out of your life. And that pulling- was, let me just say, that was in the 90s. So what we did was we packed up my school. I'll never forget. I can still smell that Rubbermaid box. We had this giant black Rubbermaid crate. And, well, it was giant to me. And we put, we had, everything was on VHS at the time. That's I had, exactly I had right. a TV that had a built-in v, VCR. And we did a correspondence program where I watched my school on video. So we would pack my VHS videos for that week or month. or Because let, let's just say, we didn't move there permanently. We came back and forth quite a bit. Well, we spent most of the first year there but, through but the construction. Right, exactly. But we were back and forth. So we packed up all of my school and we would take it down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, from my perspective, I remember we're talking about surrender. And we're talking about saying yes. And now I'm getting emotional because I remember being a 14-year-old kid. And for a 14-year-old kid, this was a big deal. I remember when y'all came to me and said, this is what we're doing. We're going to homeschool you next year. And you guys were so wise in how you handled it. But I remember going up to my room after that conversation. And I I probably idolized sports at that time. Oh, for Basketball sure. and volleyball. Because you were good. And you were my gifted. friends, I had yeah. good good friends. I loved my school. And I remember going upstairs to my room after that. And I remember as a 14-year-old kid having a moment of surrender with the Holy Spirit. I remember it clearly where I was alone. I wasn't being coerced into it. I wasn't, my parents weren't telling me I had to do it, but I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, and I, I, it's almost like I saw myself. I could go kicking and screaming and resisting and arguing and having a foul, bad attitude with y'all. I remember seeing myself like, almost like God let me see the two options. Mm -hmm. You can get on that plane Mm -hmm. and be funky and be a jerk, or you can surrender to this and you can do it and support and, and become a part of it and, and like invest my own self into it. And then looking back because of that moment of surrender in my little 14 year old heart, it trained me for surrender the following years, and I got to be a part of something incredible. Yeah. Like, I look back on it, and I know it was hard for y'all. It was hard for me, too. But I look back on it as from 14 to 18, when I left for college, I had this international experience. Yeah. I had friends. I learned Spanish. I I saw the world. I got to travel. I, and then not only that, but I saw a true world perspective of, yeah. of poverty and the reality of world. And my whole world perspective changed forever. It molded you. Forever. Yeah, exactly. Forever. It, it, it's, the thing is, we can talk about all the hardships and stuff, yeah. um, and, and it's it's there. It's reality. Yeah. But, but what I learned through all of that and continue with my entire life is that even in the hardships, if you're in, if you're in right with God yeah. and his plan, the joy is there. Exactly. The joy is so yeah. there. It's yeah. like, it's like, how can you be happy? You, you know, can be. You know, I remember my senior year, you gave me the option. I did. You can go back to school, finish, graduate, play sports, or you can, you know, continue to be homeschooled. We wanted to give you that because of the sacrifice that we, that you made. Well, you and know? I chose to go back to school. You and did. I'll never forget I was a totally different kid because I remember opening game of my senior year of basketball that year. And it sounds silly talking about it now as a 40-year-old woman, but basketball and sports are so important to kids sure. and who and how it shapes them and their confidence and their self-esteem and their identity. And basketball was part of my identity. And I remember my senior year opening game, game day, I remember standing on the court and thinking, this is great. I love this. 
but I miss Dominican Republic. I know. And it. I would rather be there. I know. Because it. the calling of God was starting to be developed in my life. I know. For Jean. ministry, for missions, for now pastoring, for for who I am today. So I was I had asked you what was the hardest thing, and I'll go back to that because you were talking about your kids, but making I wanna I wanna say this because people need to hear this. Making the hard decision that was the right thing that was difficult for your kids, ended up being the best thing Exactly, exactly. And that goes back to trusting and believing God. Do you not think that God didn't love love my children as much as I love my children? He does. He does. We have to trust Him. Not only is my best interest at heart, but it's your best interest at heart. And we have to trust Him with our kids, right? You had to trust Him to know, look, I'm going to do this new thing, but my kids are going to be okay. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what else did you struggle with in those se- in that season? Fear. Wow. Really? Yeah. And uh, the fear of failure, the mm. fear of the unknown, mm. because we stepped on a road. We took a road. We turned around. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't just take a road. We turned around. Wow. And we went on a completely different road yeah. that we had no idea where it would head, what we were doing. I can't tell you the mistakes that we made, but we learned from our mistakes and we continued on. But the fear of it, battling the fear, battling the fear of just getting on a plane and going to Dominican Republic back in those days. It it was just everything. And fear... Because you tell the story and it just sounds like you guys were just the bravest, most courageous Mm -mm. superheroes. No. God, every day I prayed... People didn't know you were real. Real, real. (laughs) A stout, a stout and enduring heart. Yeah. I mean, I would would say... and, And there were times when I was asked to speak. Wow. With a translator. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just had to... It was... It was a total 100% physically, mentally, and spiritually trusting in God. Yeah. And it, and you know what was so cool about that? Was that I learned different attributes of God. Wow. Because there's, how do you know what kind of God you serve until you need that part of Him? Yeah. And so that that was that was the, 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 the most amazing thing. And I also want to say... Um, you said you you did a 180 and you went in a different direction and there was fear, but you and dad were in agreement. For sure. And so you made this big decision to change your life, but you were able to lean on each other. For sure. And do it together. And I liked what you said earlier too. And we only have a couple more minutes, but I liked what you said earlier where you said, you know, Pastor Rada had said yes to God. His family, let's talk about his family for a second. His wife and his kids and now his grandkids, they have all said yes. Soyla, you know his what wife. she did? Yeah. Soyla went to college to become the principal so they would have a principal for that school. Yeah, so so you said earlier that you he said yes to God, but then God sent people who said yes to surround him. So then he had his wife and his kids, and then from there they sent the Browns to come alongside. And then there, God sent people to y'all to give money, and there were lots and lots of donations. People, yeah, and, yeah. And, and American teams that would come and, yeah. and be a part of that ministry. And so talk. you said that was heavy on your heart today about people people more more than just you saying yes the people around you saying yeah, yes yeah that it's it's very significant because we have to understand 
that there's no pride in serving God. Mm. None. Because, so because, because the thing is, none of us could do it without people, without yeah. other people coming around. And God pointing, He knows our weaknesses and He knows our strengths. Yeah. And that's the really, I, I can tell you this 100%. And I'm not just saying this because I'm just saying it. Because I've lived this. I have seen in mine and Jay's life that He has provided people for us to do certain things that are that's their expertise yeah. that has come along beside us and put together the puzzle. It's a puzzle and, so and think, completed the puzzle. I think sometimes when we get frustrated, I'm even thinking this for myself and for maybe someone listening, when we get frustrated, we, we want to do something, we feel called to do something, but we feel like we're lacking. Well, we are lacking. We for need sure. other people. For and we, sure. it's okay for us to stop and ask ask God, Lord, I'm going to do this, but you got to send me the people with the expertise to make that happen. That's exactly and right. And he will. He, he will. always does. He will and it and it and it fits. Now, yeah. now we all know that that people are people. Yeah. But if we let God bring partnership, mm. bring people that are to 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 us to help us yeah. with what he's called us to do mm-hmm. and the we and the and the cool part about it is they get the same reward that we get. Yeah. It's because they're all, saying yes. It's, all, it's just a matter of it's everyone saying, giving their yes. That's it. Everyone in the in the in the story gave their yes. Yes, because Jen, great. we were not put on this earth just to breathe air. No. Or just to make money. There's an or assignment. Just, yeah. Well, there's we can make money, no, but no, no. it's for a purpose and I got a reason, a whole right? Podcast about making okay. money. I'm all for making money. Yeah. But what I mean is, we're not just put on this earth to wake up and make money and to store it up. That's exactly. We right. We all have a purpose. That's exactly right. And and we can understand if we can be heavenly minded all the time. Yeah. All the time, knowing that that's our home. Yeah. That's where we're going, and we want to take everybody with us that we can. So you said we all have a purpose. But what I thought was incredible was you didn't know what your purpose was when you went on that mission trip. For, you thought it was going to be a week-long mission trip. Exactly. And so many times we feel like people that are listening, they're like, man, but how do I find my purpose? How do I find the big calling? The What is my Dominican Republic? And it's like, no, what is your yes today? What is your yes that you can surrender and say yes to God today? And I think there are people listening right now. You have a gifting and a calling and a talent that you've got to just surrender and say yes to God about because it's going to take you to the to your Dominican Repo- Republic story. Very it's good. It's going to Jean. take you to your purpose. Very good. But it's your yes today. Yes. Cuz all you did that time was go as a women's leader for teenagers. That's it. And it opened up this whole this whole purpose. Yes. So, yeah. So so the the point is what you're just saying is exactly how I feel about life in general. Yeah. It doesn't start with just the present. Yeah. We have to understand that. We have to know that when we say yes, that it's for the future, yep. the future, yep. the future. Yeah, that's so good. And then also for generations that will follow, even beyond what you're going to see, that's what right. I'm going to see. That's exactly right. Um, so I want to say, as we close, I just want to just say how much I loved that you took us to Dominican Republic, you and Dad, because I... Did I do a good job? Oh, man. I still... <laughs> like. My heart is still there. Oh. I mean, I, I I still remember sitting out late. I was a teenager, right? So it was all about the friendships and the relationships for me. And I remember sitting out late at night under those stars. We would get all our chairs and put them in a circle, all of us kids. And here I was, the only kid who spoke English. And there were, there were moments I was frustrated, but I had such 
such quality friendships and we would laugh and talk and just it's it's all fond memories for me they're our family oh yeah they are our family they're our family through and through we love you if you're listening yeah we love you guys we love you casada family yep all right mom well thank you so much for being here that was incredibly powerful i think we have tons of takeaways from today um you guys if you are listening and you enjoyed today's message today's conversation please reach out to me on social media on instagram on facebook Let me know your thoughts and I will pass it all along to this incredible wise woman that we had the opportunity to hear from today. Um, She is just so much fun. We have a lot of fun together. And I think we were going to talk about, um, and we don't have time today, but we were going to talk about how um, the transition between um, um, an adult-child relationship and an adult-adult relationship with your kids. But I just want to say very quickly as we close that my mom has been so wise, my dad has been so wise through that transition where we now have a very close adult-adult relationship. Yes, and we, we have do. fun together and we, we laugh together and we encourage each other and challenge each other and mm-hmm. talk about the word. And, and, and But then there's still that honor and that respect there. And so I want you to know out there, it's possible if you're raising little ones, if you're raising teenagers, or if you're struggling through that transition into adulthood, it's possible. And uh, we love you. We're praying for you. I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're listening. I hope you have a great week. You're going to have a great week. It's going to be the best week of your life. Be encouraged. Be excited. You have purpose. Just say yes today to whatever it is that God's leading you. I love you so much. Have a great week. If you'd like to learn more about what God is doing through the Pimentel Project in Pimentel, Dominican Republic, you can go to www org. On that website, you'll find ways to give financially. All of your financial contributions will go to feeding the children, educating the children, and discipling the children, young people, and adults in their walk with God. We would love for you to partner with us, pray with us, and believe God that the work that he has started and that he has been doing for many years in Pimentel will continue for many years to come. Thank you for listening. Reach out to me directly if you'd like more information. Or again, you can go to www.pimentelproject.org. Have a great day. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.